KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Well, thank goodness the second, third, and fourth quarter were watchable because that first quarter, I just want to apologize to all the children that were watching. Hopefully you were in bed doing your homework, doing something more constructive because that first quarter offensively was hard to watch. Ugh, but we soldiered through it because that's what we're supposed to do here on the First Take Thunder Post Game Show. We're back. Thank you to the Texas Rangers for playing in the morning or the after, I don't know. The sun was up and sports were played. Therefore, the Thunder first take post game show is back. Brady Trentham here, alongside Christine Butterfield, with Matt Burton. The Oklahoma City Thunder lose to the Buddy Heald led, and I mean that in every way, shape, or form because there was no Tyrese Halliburton, no De'Aaron Fox for the Kings. They lose. The Thunder lose to the Kings, one o three to ninety nine. And first of all, guys, just a quick reminder. Just a quick reminder, it's important that the Thunder lose these games. Now, you all know that, but let's remember, the Thunder play the Kings a handful of times over the next week and a half. And considering that the Kings rolled out there without two of their better players, and Buddy Heald was their best player on the floor on paper, uh, them, the Thunder, losing this game, very important for their lottery chances. But we'll get to that probably in the second segment. So, Christine, let's just do our best to put a bow on this game. It got very interesting. Second game in the row where the Thunder were very competitive, had a chance to win late, did not make the necessary plays uh, in crunch time offensively in order to get over the hump. Um, not a lot you can be very happy about because one of the players that you know, just straight up failed in their opportunity to potentially put the Thunder over the hump was Darius Baisley. He had the turnover with about 20 or so seconds left before the Kings hit the uh uh, shot to get, go away for good. But, I mean, for them to cut a 17-point de- deficit to two, have a chance to win, yeah, not good for the lottery odds. All those fans are upset. But when you're thinking about young guys, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby, I mean, th- that's something you can be happy about. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you're outlooking this game, right? Because if you're in that camp of Thunder fans where you understand that tanking is the best opportunity for a brighter future, then this probably won't make you that happy to be losing to the Sacramento Kings only by four. Now, if you are really invested in each player's development and you are really looking towards their personal future, then sure, this was a great game for, you know, watching Darius Baisley get to lead all scorers, leading Buddy Heald too, because he finished with 24 points tonight and Buddy Heald only finished with 18. So... If you're looking at the personal development of each player, especially since we got a chance to really see um, Gabby Duck kind of go off tonight a little bit and get a little bit more time, sure, that was great for them. But this is the second game in a row that the Thunder had a chance, like you said, Brady, to put this away in the clutch time and weren't able to do it. Now, against the Phoenix Suns, even though they were a more talented team, there was a really controversial call at the end of the game that really could have, you know really determined the fact that the Phoenix Suns ended up pulling away with it. And the NBA came out and said that they made the wrong call. He did, Devin Booker did step out of bounds. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's not really the same as this game where, you know, they had every opportunity to kind of bring the game back into their home court, but they just couldn't take advantage of those 
things. And you said that um, Darius Baisley was kind of default there. I think Teo Maladon also is a little bit at fault. He didn't make a three late, and then he also ended up having a really bad turnover as well in the clutch time. So, I mean, there's a few players for the team that in just that critical moment couldn't come up for the Thunder the way that I'm sure Shea Gillis-Alexander probably would have done. But, again, that's why it's kind of, it kind of sucks to see that he's not... <laughs> like, you know, available, quote-unquote. But uh, that's, you know, more towards the Thunder's future. And since they do lose tonight, they are still kind of getting the tank odds that they need. So, Yay, everybody's happy, right? You had, Yay! You had an entertaining game uh, to pass the time. After the first quarter. They didn't get destroyed by 60 points like they were a few nights ago against the Pacers, so that's great. And they still lost, so everybody's happy. And speaking of Shea Gillis-Alexander, Mark Dagnall finally gave... What I guess can be considered an update because he just said something other than uh, no update or still evaluating or still waiting for an evaluation. He said that Shea Gillis-Alexander has a significant tear uh, in the plantar fasciitis. I'm not a doctor. His plantar fasciitis is apparently significant. Now, we might get into this later with SGA and what Mark Dagnall said about him. But really quick, just so I don't freak anybody out, you can all see him on the bench. I, I don't know if he meant he had a significant tear. Like, I think, yeah, like, I think so Burton, he brought that up was, during the game. Yeah, I was talking with Adam Francisco and uh, Daniel on um, when I was at the arena. We all thought that Coach Mark Dagnalt had misspoke and meant to say he had a significant tear because yeah, it's kind of obvious that he seems pretty comfortable on the bench. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how I interpreted it. So to expect SGA to come back in these waning games. I, I don't expect that, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But Matt, let me bring you in with this. Darius Baisley ain't clutch. <laughs> he ain't clutch. He ain't got the yeah, clutch okay, gene. There you go. Just a, a statement there. Um, not so much a question. That's okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, no it, yeah, Darius Baisley. I, my thing with Darius Baisley is the, the past couple games, and really kind of all season, you've seen it. He, I, I don't think that he trusts his shot yet. Like, his outside shot. Like, I, I don't know what... He's 3 of 7 from 3 tonight, but there was multiple times where he had a good, clean look at 3 and just chose to drove in or he chose to pass one. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes I think he, he just kind of goes in waves with maybe his confidence in his outside shot because there were a couple times he definitely could have shot it tonight and and just cho- chose to kind of drive in there and then ended up losing the ball or kind of forcing up a shot or something like that. So I think that played into it, but yeah, no, that that sucks to see for Darius Baisley tonight. Just just that that turnover. He just I don't know. He drives in and he gets himself in kind of these these bad spots uh, more often than he should. And look, I mean, I, I was hyperbolic on purpose. I, I'm not trying to sit here no, and bury yeah. Darius Baisley, but when you are giving all given all these opportunities that he's been given as a result of no SGA and of course Lou Dort played tonight, so that took away, which is why Darius Baisley's overall numbers in the box score they look they look much more akin to what I would typically expect from him. So you know, seven of eighteen from the floor, twenty four points, eleven rebounds. It's a fairly good night. Three of seven from the three point line. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but when you're given all these opportunities and there's no expectation and you actually actually have a situation where you can do something in order to put your team over the top in crunch time like we've been talking about and you just simply lose the ball, I'm not burying anything. But to what you were saying a little bit earlier about not being sure about his shot, what I want to see in the offseason, I mean, figuratively speaking, we're not going to be able to see them. But going into next year, what I'd like to see out of Darius is do something else other than pump fake and dribble to the left. 
because right. like that turnover was a kind of a direct result of that because he got caught in no man's land where he had to go up a little bit earlier than he probably would have liked. Yeah, and as a result, lost control of the ball, went out of bounds. The Thunder lose their chance ultimately. I mean, they had a, a chance defensively to stop the Kings and they just didn't. But uh, this is just a, a little situation that I'm not necessarily trying to harp on them, but. The coaching staff, Christine, will no doubt identify that and say, all right, this is why you need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and Darius Baisley, a few days ago, or a few games ago in a press game, in a post-game press conference, even said that there was a play that they all play out in scenarios throughout practices. They play out a lot of different scenarios. And it kind of seemed like at first he thought that they overdo it a little bit by his attitude about how he was explaining it. But then he kind of switched it up and said, and that, scenario that we've been playing out actually happened in the game and we knew exactly what to do and just seeing that come into fruition was you know it felt really good it's clear that there are not you know player game scenarios that he's practiced where he's the guy that has to come up in clutch time and make those decisions and really come in strong for the team because obviously that's Shea Gilgis Alexander's role usually and I guess if Lou Dortson I guess it's him on the off chance but Let's say next season Shea's injured for some reason and not, like and actually can't play. <gasps> what? But let's say that happens. He's probably going to be the next guy to look to for someone to come in during those close moments in the game to come up strong for the Thunder and be that player. And if he can't get used to those moments, then they're going to lose those close games when they're actually trying to win those close games. So I think what you said, Brady, is very key because I know the coaching staff will look at that moment and look to Darius and say, this is probably what you should have done here or you need to you know, obviously add some variety to your game so that you can increase the chances of us winning in clutch time because I think moving forward, he's probably going to be looked on a little bit more heavily to do that. Yeah, and, and look, like all these situations where the Thunder or a player from the Thunder's roster quote unquote fails I'm welcoming the failure right now now is the time to fail so that when you go into the offseason go into training camp next year you hopefully have worked on those things developed and become a better player on the other side because if the Thunder do get what they need in this in this draft in terms of the lottery the top three pick uh, I mean for all for all respect you know the number one overall pick uh, they could if they wanted to they could have the idea that let's just shoot for the playoffs. Now, would that guarantee they make the playoffs? I'm not going to sit here and say that they would, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was their idea. But in order for them to get there, Darius Baisley has to be a better player, more diverse player. Lou Dort as well. SGA is fine. Like we know what he's going to be. But uh, in addition to Baisley's night, Lou Dort with 10 points, four assists, four rebounds. Uh, not a lot from the rest of the starting five. Teo Maladon, Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby combined four. 18 points, if my math is correct, because I'm not a mathematician. Uh, Gabriel Deck, who we will talk about because, oh boy, a lot, lot to be excited there. 16 points on 5 of 7 shooting, hit his only three-pointer, 5 of 6 from the three uh, free throw line. Ty Jerome, 8 points for assists. Jalen Horde, 9 points. My goodness, how many times will the Thunder bench outscore their opponents? Because this <laughs> roster is all bench, which is going to make it all the much more difficult guys to pick tonight's Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Matt, you're going first. Please don't say Darius Baisley. We, okay. we, ju- we just, we just kind of poo-pooed okay, on him. that's fine. I do want to clarify one thing. I, I don't know if Baisley like, doesn't have confidence in his shot. It could be that he just maybe prefers driving in and maybe tries to 
you know, want to want to try to get a free throw or something like that. So not, I, I'm not saying that he, he doesn't have confidence in his shot because I mean he did shoot seven threes, but I don't know. There he just passes up opportunities. I think he um, I think I, he wants to go. You know, get I don't know, maybe try to get fouled, but he he just ends up getting himself in some bad situations sometimes. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think that in times when Darius Baisley's open, he says to himself, "Oh, I'll just shoot it," you know. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's confident in his shot. You know, he could say he can recognize the moment where he's open and think that he should take that shot, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's confident in it. So I don't know because I mean he had a step back. He had had like a between the legs step back for three today. So I don't, I don't know. It could be it could be that he's lacking confidence, but I don't know. Part of me thinks that it's just he wants to go in there and like he try to get a foul call or something like that, but. I don't know. It could, it could be a luck. Who, that, who, knows? who knows? That wouldn't knows? shock me just because I think we've talked about it before. Darius is not very... He's not shy when he has the opportunity to dunk. Like We've seen yeah. players come through this very franchise, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise, I should say, uh, where they have an opportunity to dunk, but they'll go up for a power layup. <laughs> right. You know, so I would not be shocked if that's Darius Baisley's mindset. And by all means, like that's how the NBA's played. Either get layups slash dunks or shoot threes. And that's what Darius does but you're right he does pass up some opportunities and does that little pump fake and dribbles right. oftentimes into no man's land right um okay so no Darius Baisley we we did a whole segment on him basically uh give me Gabriel Deck I like right. you yes give me Deck 16 yeah. points in 16 minutes efficient 5 of 7 like you you just read off his box score like I don't know I like Gabriel Deck I like him I like him a lot I think he can I don't know he he's just he's crafty He's just a crafty. You can tell that he's played the game at a high level, and I don't know. He never. He's always under control, which again goes to the experience at playing at a high level. And um, yeah, no, I, I like Gabriel. De- and he's tatted up. That's awesome. And it looks to the be on reason. just. One, yeah, it looks to be just on one side of his body too. Yeah. And on his shooting side, which he's like the anti swaggy P, who said he wouldn't get. Who famously tweeted out that he wouldn't get tattoos on his right arm. It's because it's strictly, it's strictly for buckets, and, <laughs> which um, I love. So he's the he's the anti Swaggy P. He said, "Let them know." Exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, uh, Gabriel Dick, Gabriel Dick for me. Christine, where s- where is Argentina? It's in South America. <laughs> Correct. There we go. We are learning. We are learning things. You love to see it. Yes. Uh, so I was actually going to go with Deck as well. Um, I'm going to say why, but I'll choose somebody else. Just I'll, I'll give somebody else a shout out just so I'm not completely repeating what the lovely Matt Burton You're just like, said. You're like, oh, heck, Svee Mikhailuke. <laughs> not tonight. Just Although, throw a name out there. No. <laughs> you know, I'll just, like, just kind of get into it for a second. Um, no, but... <laughs> I like Deck tonight. You know, like I like the extended minutes that we got to see from him and see him take the control a little bit. There was a lot of times where I liked his decision making. There was a specific play where he, you know, juked somebody out at the corner three and then drove into the basket and had a really nice pass to the top of the um, free throw line. And I really liked how sharp he was and how confident he was in every single moment of that play, which goes to show that he has a really great vision for the court. Even when, you know, there's a lot of times when players, when they dribble, they can lose track of where players are at, but he kind of seems to know where everyone is in every moment, which is something that is such a big advantage. But, and and like Matt Burton said, his shot selection was great. He was very efficient. He was uh, five of seven from the floor. He shot one three-point shot and he made it and then you know he was also efficient from the free throw range too because he was five of six there um but 
to give somebody else, I'm going to give a shout out to Moses Brown because he got 17 rebounds tonight. Well, he was going up against a bunch of forwards slash centers. So listen, essentially, when you're talking about the Kings, like they're just forwards. Yeah, but listen, the fact that he was able to secure that many and was able to keep those possessions and sure, also get yeah. them back for the Thunder is a good advantage for them. And I think a main reason why they almost won is getting that um, or trying to win that rebound battle. So I'm going to shout out Moses Brown. But yeah, Deck was going to be my guy. Big deck energy from this post-game show. I, I, I am also going Moses Brown just because he's a fun player to watch because he's so long and so active that there's always something going on. It's like the Tasmanian devil. Like There's just something to see when Moses Brown is trying to chase after a ball. It doesn't always end up being a good thing, but like Christine highlighted, 17 boards that deserve some respect. The guy can actu- That guy can actually produce. So shout out Moses Brown. That was Christine Butterfield. Matt Burton producing. I am Brady Trantham. So let's roll through the Twitter handles real quick. At CB on Sports for Christine. At I am Matt Burton for Matt Burton, clearly. And I on Twitter, I am at Brady Doe Sports. The Thunder lose 103 to 99. We're going to talk lottery odds. We're going to go around the association. We're going to have the tank commander of the game. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up on the post game show. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise. All I asked for was a freaking rotating chair, okay? Okay. 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 Getting a little afraid. I need an old priest and a young priest. The power of Christ compels you. The first Take Thunder post-game show where the Oklahoma City Thunder were defeated, not soundly, but in a rather competitive game, 103-99, to the Sacramento Kings, who I said earlier were led by Buddy Heald. He only tied the team high in scoring for the Kings tonight. With 18 points and 11 rebounds. Terrence Davis with 18 points on 6 of 13 shooting. Tied Buddy Heald. Uh, but again, no De'Aaron Fox. So shout out to Chisholm Holland who watched the game. His One of his favorite players wasn't playing. So he still had to watch this and soldier through it. Good job, Chisholm. Uh, no Tyrese Halliburton. What a bummer. What a bummer. But the Thunder turned a awful offensive first quarter into a game where they were down 17 points, got it to within two, had a chance to win, turn the ball over, had a chance to get a stop defensively, weren't able to do so, and they lose to the Kings, which helps their top three odds. So we'll get to that. We'll get to more. But let's start with Gabriel Deck. Now, Christine Butterfield with me, Matt Burton producing, Brady Trantham here. Real quick... A reminder to people who haven't been tuning in to any of the post-game press availabilities or seeing anything on Twitter, but as a reminder, Gabriel Deck is from Argentina, and he's not like most... Which is not in Europe. It's not in Europe. It's not... He's not like most uh, foreign-born players who come to the NBA and are able to speak English. Gabriel Deck doesn't speak English. He has a translator uh, asking him the questions from the media and giving out his answer. 
Mark Dagnall just said, Christy, that uh, uh, Gabriel is a very humble guy and a great teammate, and I can't help but think, yeah, because he doesn't say anything. Right. <laughs> unless his no, translator exactly. is like, unless his translator is just like attached to the hip during practice. Like, <laughs> yeah, do Mark, you think he's just following around every play yeah, and if, like if, every sh- like every shot he takes? He's like, what do you think? If Mark Dagnall is like right yelling at him to hustle more in practice, like unless Mark Dagnall is also fluent in span in Spanish, which I believe. Argentines speak or Argentinians speak Spanish. I don't know if that's. Yeah. I don't know if it's like Brazil that where they speak no, Portuguese. The only one don't want to don't want to be wrong here. I'll look it up just to double check. But it's not like. <laughs> I mean, it's not like. If you know, I were Mark Dagnalt, I would learn all of the curse words in Spanish. I just don't just know. To know. I don't know. Does uh, does Mister Deck does he speak? Uh, does he use the Nosotros or the Vosotros version? Oh, I don't know. Because oh. he spent time in Spain, which uses Vosotros. That is in Europe. And the, yeah. that, which is in Europe, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Or South America and Latin America and Mexico, they use Nosotros. So I just, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of levels here, is basically what I'm right, saying, guys. Right, right, right. See, that's no, where the there's levels to this. That's where the beauty of mankind is, is that there is diversity, different, vibrant colors across the world. It's a beautiful thing. We're just getting decked down here, and we're just enjoying it, aren't we? We are. We are. Moby no, Deck, maybe. No, um, but let, let's more so specifically about Gabriel Deck. I had very low expectation for a player just getting thrust into the rotation, <laughs> thrust onto the roster this late in the year with a team that is clearly tanking. But I must say, and I don't, I don't know if it's because he's actually fairly good or if because my expectations were so low, Christine, but... Everything that I've seen out of him, I really like. Like I like him as a developing player, and I like him potentially if the Thunder are able to become a playoff team as early as next year. Mm-hmm. Heck, like the guy's physical. The guy is not afraid of contact. He's got a creative craftiness to his game that can be utilized in a lot of different ways. And if he can develop, that's a nice piece that the Thunder just randomly caught. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say randomly because the LA Clippers last season were actually trying to get him and they're as they were trying to obviously make their playoff run so obviously they had their eyes on him for a reason and we're kind of seeing a little bit of that now you just threw shade at sam presti like you didn't actually do your homework like you just copy what the clippers did no Is that what you're saying? I, i'm saying i'm saying you weren't giving sam presti enough credit because you said randomly like they were like oh who who elsewhere could we get but actually like he's kind of been around the block let's, a little bit so i'm sure that europe. he's been on let's go to europe and let's also go to south america but i mean like i like what i'm seeing so far honestly when it comes down to his abilities like i think he's a very versatile player i like are we kind, i already kind of went in, into this in the player of the game but I like his shot selection. We've kind of talked about his efficiency already, so I won't go into that. But he's already blending in well with this team, and you can see him playing well with the players on the bench. He's affecting the game in positive areas, and he didn't have any turnovers tonight. I mean, is that because he's not really um, given the chance to be a point guard-esque type player? Possibly. But also, he's the only... Well, nope, never mind. Anyway, uh, forget I said What that. were you going to say? <laughs> Nothing. You can't tease us like that. Um, But that can. Anyways. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Christine, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. High five. But, 
<laughs> I mean, like he has a very versatile style to his game. I like his decision making in the um, in the offense, and I think he knows his abilities really well, which is a really good spot to be at at a player, especially someone that's entering the NBA this late in the season with a team he hasn't really known for the past like what two weeks. He was in quarantine, and now he's just thrusting this team. Like Brady said, I think he's showing a, a lot of his strengths, and I think he's a good developmental player for the Thunder. We'll see how long he they can keep him or. I mean, versus how long he's going to stay in advantage of them on the team versus as a trade piece. But I like the way he's fitting in with this team early on, and I hope he gets more minutes soon. But if they're trying to tank, might not be the best decision. Yeah, no. As far as Deck Van Dyke goes, he <laughs> just, I don't know, he's crafty. Like we like we said earlier in Player of the Game, like he's he's just a crafty player. Like Is that code for something? He's crafty or like is there no, really crafty, something? No, I think what I'm thinking crafty is like he's creative and a little and scrappy. kind of more importantly like He's he's always like in the right spots. Like I think he's a clever basketball player. He has a natural exactly. feel, a feel for the game. Yeah. Yes, that's kind of, that's that's more what I mean. It's like just the intangible, high basketball IQ. Um, oh man, I'm throwing out all the all the sayings, all the cliches, right now. all the sayings I mean, right now. No, but no, he, he, seriously IQ, though, no, yeah. he does have a high basketball IQ, and he's in the right spots more often than not. And when you're in the right spots, good things are going to come your way. No, I mean some players don't have that natural feel that we're right. trying to describe. Like, you know it when you see it. Those players that don't have it, they try to compensate by being super athletic. Like, no disrespect to Hamadou Diallo. He did not have a natural no. fit or feel for the game, but he is so athletically gifted. It's stupid how athletically gifted he is that he can he can just make things work regardless. If he had the same type of feel that a Gabriel Deck has that other other players have when you think about just that concept... I mean, Hamadou Diallo would be a, a fringe all-star player. But, you know, with Gabriel, it's just the Thunder have yet another piece. And, I mean, he's 26, right? He's, I think mid, he's somewhere around he's there, He's mid-20s. Yeah. He's I mean, got a funky-looking shot. Yeah, but, he, he looks like yeah. he's 32. That's okay. You know, <laughs> True. That's fine. Hey, he never smiles. He looks like he's yeah, having you, a terrible time. You which, I mean, like, they're, they're losing I a lot. I guess if but, he can't understand anything anyone's saying, True, there's no I would real probably reason also, to smile. I'd probably also but be like a hum- that, too. he's a humble guy humble because guy. no one yeah. ever knows what he's thinking. Yeah, I always, always kind of thought, like, when, um, oh, who was the, the white basketball player from BYU that went to China for, like... Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette, uh, Marbury. I always thought, like, when they're playing overseas in China, like, does anybody like? Do they have a translator that is like, tr- like, I'm attached sure. to the hip with them? I'm sure they do. Like, especially what? Marbury, because Marbury is like a star over there. Like, he is, he is like, a he's legit Mike, he's superstar. Michael Jordan there. He is legit a superstar in the Chinese basketball. Yeah, and so is Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette lights it up. Yeah. over there. So I'm sure they do. Kind of whatever they can and to like make them feel at home. And, and nothing's like if if it's that much of a of a hindrance to them, nothing's stopping them from learning. No, Mand- yeah. learning Mandarin. Yeah. So you know you can always do that. They're millionaires that they can they can yeah, do right. things like that. No, but uh, Gabriel Deck at twenty six, like it's an interesting piece to uh, moving forward because the Thunder's timeline is like we're not going to know where it's like where it could potentially be realistically. Until the draft odds show, like if they get a top three pick, right. then obviously the next the next phase is what what top three player do they get? Are we talking Cade Cunningham? Are we talking not Evan Mobley or Cade Cunningham? And then you're Sucks. just taking your chance. Jalen Green, please, please Jalen. Please Jalen <laughs> Green. Uh, but even still, like if you get that player, whoever it may be, then it's just well, 
how good are they? And if all those questions get answered and they're good answers, then the Thunder can be a playoff team. So with a 26-year-old uh, player in Gabriel Deck, that's an experience that you would not otherwise have with a lot of young guys on your roster. So that could be something moving forward. But let's let's take an abrupt left turn. Let's go from something fun to something also fun but not as happy. And that is Christine's favorite segment, the Tank Commander of the Game. We're good! Tanking! I'm going to be, I'm going to try and be different. Tank commander of the game for the Thunder tonight is Buddy Heald, one of the greatest Sooners of all time. Dude was so inefficient. I mean, usually Buddy Heald has great shooting performances in Chesapeake Energy Arena, and maybe that has something to do with the fans need to be there to cheer him on, <laughs> which always pissed off Russell Westbrook. It was always funny when the Kings came to town. Buddy Heald hit two or three threes in a row, and then Russell would have just the meanest scowl on his face. You guys are supposed to love me more. Yeah. I mean, Buddy just was not efficient by any stretch of the imagination. 5 of 16 from the floor, 5 of 13 from the three-point line. If he just has a normal Buddy Heald game, uh, this game, even with that comeback where the Thunder uh, cut a 17-point deficit to two, uh, that would have been too high of a deficit, I believe, for the Thunder to make it interesting. And so all the Tank fans would have been able to sleep and rest easy tonight. So, Buddy healed my Thunder Tank commander of the game. Be better. I guess I'll go next. Give me Teo Maladon. The kid just wasn't doing... That's a franchise record... Three points made in a season that you're talking about, Christine. Wow. Couldn't hit one tonight. He was one of five from behind the arc. (laughs) So, like, yeah, he's hit a total of, what, 96, I guess 97 now, most made by a rookie in Thunder history. Cool. But he didn't. (laughs) Christine said cool. (laughs) Just scoffing at it. Cool. I mean, it is cool, except when you don't make that. Like, he he was one of five tonight. What have you done for me lately? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Gosh, and he was 2 of 10 from the floor. He just wasn't able to shoot anything for the Thunder tonight. So that was unfortunate. And when you only make, make six points and 30 minutes of play, and you're the point guard distributing everything. Dale had a rough one. He had a rough one. One assist. Come on, bro. He had a rough one tonight. Also, like I said before, he kind of uh, he missed one in clutch. He also um, had a really bad turnover in in the late part of the game, which could have affected the Thunder's, you know, winning chances. So, he's my tank commander of the game. Give me Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby, yep. two for eight from yep. the field, zero oh for four from three, and two misses at the uh, end of the game. It was Dude, a good look, and that was he in. almost that hit was a James in. Harden right. step back three. Right, <laughs> that was that was in for the tie to tie it at uh-huh. one hundred two. That was in, and just kind of got robbed. And then uh, whenever the game was already over, he shot a turnaround, and it just got one of the cleanest <laughs> one of the cleanest blocks I've ever seen. Oh, it just, was so tragic. I don't even know who it was. It might have been Rashawn Holmes or uh, Marvin Bagley, whoever it was, just completely swatted it almost back to half court. It's like uh, when, a, when um, an adult, so I kind of felt bad. It's like when yeah. you, like your dad like blocks you as a five year old. Oh my gosh! And but and also Roby because I, like I mentioned to you guys during the game. I didn't think that he could look any younger, and then he cut his hair, and 
He uh, went from looking 14 to 12. <laughs> looks which like is going to be great when he's 45. Right. You know, exactly. Like he's going to age very well if this if this continues. He right. is, but yeah, no, the haircut made him look even younger than I don't know. I think did. you kind of got to lean into it if you already know. You know what I yeah, mean? Good for I'm, I'm good waiting for Thunder PR to say like this lineup, the starting lineup <laughs> was like the youngest. Plus, it also just looked the youngest <laughs> in, Do you in, think in the, league history. Like, baby filter on uh, Snapchat. <laughs> do you think that even affects? I was about to uh, say Roby's? they should they should do a side by side of Isaiah Roby now and a baby picture and be like <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> If they do that Same like guy. they Same do time. that like um, guess the player like they posted baby photo. We Everyone would know, would know yeah. who Isaiah Roby was from the get go. It would be so obvious. You'd be like, he looked the same. Have you aged? <laughs> yeah. Have you aged since you came out the womb? I but, don't know. Uh, but yeah, Isaiah Roby. That's yeah. I feel I feel bad because he, he did get robbed on the game time. No, that he was did. He all did. The way in. And that's why I didn't choose him. But like I was I was honestly toying between Isaiah Roby and Taylor Mallet on this whole game, but. Isaiah Roby hasn't been looking that good lately either. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've chosen him on a bunch of these, but... I feel like I've chosen Teo on a bunch of these. I think you and I just swap. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Also, special shout-out for this for uh, Svima Luke, just because... Just because Christine. Well, Kansas is trash. I won't speak on that. Well, you're trash, too. Kansas. 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 That was Christine Butterfield. She's going to cry in the car right now. Matt Burton producing. I am Brady Trantham. When we get back, Matt's going to take us around the association, and we're going to have so much fun. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise. You know the vibes. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 the vibes. Do you think Gabriel Deck says that? In Espanol, yes. In Espanol. Gotcha. Okay, across, I mean, I might have already asked this before on a previous show, so apologies. Uh, Christine, can you roll your R's? Gabriel. No, I can't. And I don't know why you would embarrass me here. I can't well, do that's it. That's not embarrassing. It's not necessarily like a thing in the like English it, language. This makes me feel so... Well, you are from Houston, so... I don't get why that has anything... A large Hispanic community in Houston. Okay, well, like, I can't roll my R's, and now I just feel... It's okay. I, I couldn't roll my R's until I listened to Ghost, so it's it's okay. Like, yeah, just saying Ghost songs a lot. And Sometimes if I, like, if I listen to a lot of Latin music for a couple days, I can, like, pretty much do it. So you just adapt to whatever your environment is. Correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Which is what Gabriel Deck is doing. He's doing a very lovely, lovely job uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder in his few game stint thus far. But Oklahoma City still loses tonight 103-299 to the Sacramento Kings with Buddy Heald, everybody's favorite OU basketball player of this decade. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not. Trey Young I don't fan? think so. Trey Young fans, anyone? No? I, I don't think he's as beloved as Buddy Heald. Probably because Buddy Heald got them to the Final Four. And was here for four years, too. He yeah. was here. He was here just had a great smile and a great attitude. And just, he did. You know, he had a great we, attitude. We love Buddy Heald. We love Buddy Where does Buddy Heald rank among OU athletes of this decade, regardless of sports? So you're talking Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Maggie Nichols. I think he's I, up there with them. You're like, they, just, I mean, he won player, of the, he won national player of the year. Yeah, yeah, he's too, up there. So. I think yeah, he's in that top. He's in the top ten of this decade. He's below those three that you just said. Special shout out to Lauren Chamberlain 
as well. Well, Shay Knighton possibly in that conversation. Who's the freshman from OU softball who's going to break the home run record for freshmen? Jocelyn uh, Jennings. I'm just kidding. I was just, thinking about Jocelyn Allo, but she's. What What was uh, the stat you read earlier? Oh yeah, that? apparently OU softball has now outscored OU football this season. <laughs> OU softball has scored 477 runs, and OU football scored 473 points this year, which is insane. <laughs> which Which can only mean one thing. I think you also said it. Lincoln Riley's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat. Yeah, Does he need to hire an offensive coordinator? He needs to hire an offensive he needs coordinator. A, he needs a new he needs play caller. Stop, yeah, he needs to stop. He calling can't do players. both things at once. Yeah. Well, let's just put Patty Gasso on the sideline so that when Lincoln Riley refuses. <laughs> Uses to run the ball when the situation calls for it. Patty Gasso, best, coach, like, hey, best hey, coach on campus. Yeah, just hey, absolutely. Hey, big guy, just run, run the football. <laughs> Trust me here. <laughs> why didn't Why didn't they take Porter Moser and Jenny Bronchek to uh, meet Patty Gasso? Why did they take him to, to meet? meet Lincoln? Lincoln what is this? What is this? She's got her. Uh, she's got national championship rings. Not Come just Big now. 12 rings, national championship wow. rings. What are we doing We're here? burning it to the ground. Calling <laughs> him out. Uh, and we are on your flagship station for, o, uh, for <laughs> OU football and uh, OU sports as well. Um, well Link, Lincoln, we're all rooting for you. Rooting for you. <laughs> hey, we just we just want to see him succeed. We you just want to see you succeed. We're trying Hire to Patty Gasso as offensive coordinator. Help, help <laughs> us help you, Lincoln. Help Patty help you. Patty Gasso needs to get a pay seven million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> she should honestly. Don't get me in. Don't get me started there. Patty no. Gasso. I mean, she can just tell the group she has right now, like just run the home run play and. Uh, and they do it more often like, than not. They're like, okay, right. coach, we're going to go do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go do that. We'll go hit them <laughs> over the fence. Copy that. Gotcha. Man, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. We're, we're, we're truly spoiled here in Oklahoma in our small little state to have a lot of fun sports. Unfortunately, this is the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Just kidding. You know you're fortunate to be here. You're fortunate to be listening because even though the Thunder aren't very good this year, I don't know how much longer that's going to last. We're going to get into Tank-a-thon odds especially after this very important game. Unfortunately, uh, the Pistons won tonight, but Matt's going to get into that as well as some other scores as he takes us around the association. Let's do this. I think this is all people really want to know by now in this season. It's just like, what? What? let's just... They skip the to the end. Do. They skip to the end of this if they're listening... Uh, if they're not listening live, listening on podcast on the OKC eighty two podcast, yes, available anywhere you can find podcasts. By the way, right now, before you go further, everybody plug their podcasts. Christine, Winning Women with the Madison Morris. Yeah, Madison, Matt, the OKC eighty two podcast. I don't. I don't. You've got podcasts to, to come. With. I've got podcasts to come. Uh, is, I'm starting one. It's going to be named Ramblings of a Matman. And uh, it's just going to be me. Just me. Uh, no guests. And I'm going to be reading uh, drill tweets and then reacting to them. So uh, <laughs> that's a very niche joke. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that, sorry. That's a very niche joke. Very that inside is, baseball. Uh, but, that is great. But do keep an eye out for that podcast because I do want that podcast name. And please don't take that if your name's Matt and you want to start a podcast. Intellectual Anyways. property. Yes. Anyways. The uh, let's just start off with the two disappointing ones tonight for the Thunder. The Hornets get a win against the Detroit Pistons tonight, one hundred two to ninety nine in Detroit. Apparently, we obviously weren't watching. We're watching the Thunder, but apparently, Killian Hayes uh, missed a couple free throws 
to uh, kind of keep them in it, maybe win or maybe tie us in it to overtime. Um, so Killian Hayes, congrats, man. You've made the list. Um, Hamadou Diallo tonight, though, for the Pistons, had a career-high 35 points. Yes, that, that Hamadou Diallo, who's on the Thunder this year, um, scored 35. Yay! Career high. Career high How could tonight. the Thunder let him go? Uh, LaMelo Ball, 23 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. The uh, NBA Twitter GOAT, LaMelo Ball, for all the 14-year-olds. I, yeah. I I saw this and I thought, oh no, I, I think the Pistons could pull this off. Nope, disappointment. The, this is not quite franchise after dark but kind of what you were just saying matt uh there's a reason why the younger generation thinks very highly of mr ball just not not a lot of imagination (laughs) some things are too readily available to them (laughs) Uh, and we all know what we're talking about the phoenix suns uh just to another the second disappointing game for thunder fans tonight uh the phoenix suns get a win in overtime in Cleveland, 134 to 118 over the Cavaliers. Um, game goes to overtime, and the Suns outscore the Cavaliers 20 to 4 in overtime. Sad stuff. Sad stuff. Devin Booker, 31 points. I'm beside myself. Six rebounds. Chris Paul, 23.16 assists. Uh, Isaac Okoro, the rookie, 32 points led the way for the Cavaliers. A um, couple other games tonight. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans get a win um, at home against the Golden State Warriors tonight. 37 points, 9 boards for Steph Curry tonight. Uh, Zion Williamson, 23 points, 12 boards, 7 assists. Lonzo Ball led the, led the way for the Pelicans with 33 points. Good for Lonzo. Scoring all 33 um, couple, a matchup between some top ten or top teams in the East. The Milwaukee Bucks hosted the Brooklyn Nets tonight and got the win, one twenty-four to one eighteen. Kevin Durant had thirty-two points, nine boards. Kyrie Irving led all scorers with thirty-eight points tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo thirty-six points and twelve rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo with 10 points and 15 rebounds. That's a weird stat line for Dante DiVincenzo, I think. Um, <sighs> Anytime I think of his name, my brain automatically goes to a tweet from when he was 14 years old. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Stop. Oh, man. Mm. Mm. We've all tweeted at 14, eh? Um, uh, I, I'm 30. <laughs> I did not tweet at 14. I, I think I got a Twitter. Okay, when I was me too. I was gonna like be like, 17, definitely 18, not me. 17, yeah, 18, I think so. I might have been 16 or 17. I can't really remember though. Christine was six when Twitter was invented. Yes, exactly. Um, the Dallas Mavericks get a win on the road in. Sorry, Brady, Miami. Uh, 127 to 113. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 36 points tonight to lead the way for the Mavericks. Yawn. Um, yeah, just, I guess, no Jimmy Butler tonight for the Heat. Senior Buckets. Senior Buckets. And then a game at halftime right now. The Raptors are leading the Clippers in Los Angeles 54-48 to um, at the half. And that was around the association, but... 
Let's see where everything ranks right now. Currently, Thunder in a three-way tie for the reverse four seed right now with Cleveland and Orlando. Oh. Records of 21 and 44. They currently have, they share a 42.7% chance at a top four pick and a 10.7% chance or percent chance at the number one overall pick. And now the Thunder have a two-game series to look forward Let's to with uh, Steph Curry. Let's do a sim here. Uh-oh. Six and 18. Not good. Not good, guys. Oh. Well, well not what have you done? What have you done? I can, but the good thing about Tankathon, I can hit it again. Uh, okay. They got four and five. Uh, uh, they got four and five. Okay, okay. see, that's way okay. better. That's, that's okay. way better. That's good. Um, just so if you're trying to out-tank Orlando, here's who they got still. They're going to be playing Boston. Nice. They're going to be not playing... Nice. Not nice. The Hornets. Danny Ainge going to sit everybody. He's going to troll Sam Presti. Right. Minnesota, then Milwaukee, then Atlanta. Minnesota's trying to win. We were talking about that earlier. Right. And they Minnesota's are, trying to win. They are is... strongly incentivized not to this... win because they have a pick going to the Golden State Warriors this year that's top three protected. And they are, let's see, what did I, what did I say Minnesota is? Minnesota is currently has the third best odds at the, at the one pick. Yeah. But they are like, no, we want to win, like win out. Everybody has a friend or a dad or somebody when you're watching football that says something silly like, I'd punt on second down. They'd never see it coming. Yeah. What the Timberwolves are doing now is, <laughs> is punting on second yes, down. Exactly. The analytics say so. Like, oh, shut up. Exactly. So I don't know what the, what the T-Wolves are doing. But, hey, more power to them. Uh, hopefully Oklahoma City can jump them in the uh, lottery rankings. Wow. They also play the 76ers twice. So So they play, okay, what's 76 times 2? 12 and 140. 152? 152. 152. So, they, so they play the 152s. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the 152ers. That, that's something they can look forward to. So if, you, if you're a Thunder fan, you should be looking at um, the Orlando games if you're really interested on this tankathon. Yeah, Orlando, Cleveland, Minnesota, Detroit. I mean, Cleveland for sure. I don't know if they're gonna outdo Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. They're two. They're two games back from Detroit right now. Yeah, and I, don't, I just I don't see Detroit getting many wins here to to end this out. I don't either. I think they could jump Minnesota. I don't. Yeah, Cleveland and Orlando though. That's that's a toss. Those up. are those are your te- those are your teams to look out for at this point because when you look at the uh, Pistons' upcoming schedule. They have Chicago, Minnesota. I don't know. I mean, like they're they're probably gonna lose these upcoming ones. So I mean, those are the only two games. That, I mean, like the, Chicago, they could possibly win. But other than that, I see them losing all. Do the Thunder the win the one of the games against the Kings? I think I say they yes. Do. I, I think, think they, they, yes. they play them too close in proximity, and they play three times right. in the span of a week. So the Thunder so. Are probably going to get that. Might be their only win of these last few games. So they, I also think. Don't so. they play them at home too for their last game? They that play them in some... Sacramento for their last, their final two games. Okay. Yeah. yeah and so. I think we the, the Thunder also have what the Clippers and the Nuggets left, and then the oh, Warriors. Oh, the Clippers yeah. is the last. Yeah, the, so the Clippers so. is the last game they play. Yeah, the, the Sacramento games are the only ones that are I think are. Like, yeah, they're going to lose to Golden State. Oklahoma Twice. City is about to go on a West Coast trip. It's their final road trip of the season at Golden State on Thursday. Have Friday off. Golden State again in Oakland on Saturday. Followed by a back to back against Utah. Uh, right? uh, uh, followed by a back to back against the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. Sacramento next Tuesday 
on the road. Two days off, Utah and Oklahoma Utah City. And Finally, Clippers, the Clippers yep. to end this crazy train of a season. So, probably one more win to go for the Oklahoma City Thunder if uh, we're just going to start predicting. But that'll wrap it up here for the first take Thunder post game show. Oklahoma City loses once again 103 to 99 to the Sacramento Kings. Christine Butterfield, great stuff. Matt Burton, you've done better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you know, no, no. you already like fist bumped yourself in here. You know, well, I was fist bumping you guys. I, it's okay. You, you guys, you know, I do all the constructive criticism. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Matt. Oh my I, just, I just wanted to get your reaction. You did fantastic, as always. Thank you. Yes, Christine, awesome pink blazer. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Brady Trantham here, signing off on the First Take Thunder post game show. We will be back. Thursday night after the Thunder play the Warriors all the way at midnight. So look forward to that, everybody. Oklahoma, be safe. Have a good night.